What's going on, everyone? Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Back Your Play. Rich Canyon is here. Join with our NBA insider, as always, Jonathan Marshall, at John underscore Marshall. And from myself, at Rich Q on Q. Don't forget uh, the pod and our betting insight to handicapping everything from our good friends over at SpookyExpress.com. Check them out online. One of their best affiliates is Bet Online. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, good to touch base again, Jonathan. Good stuff last week. Yeah. Another week in the books in the NBA. Giannis out for a little bit comes back. Kawhi, welcome back. I mean, yeah. you know, you got some good matchups. Light night on the docket. We'll look at it, but we'll also look at tomorrow night, Wednesday. But what's going on, pal? Pretty, pretty good up here in New England. Still bracing, bracing for that first hit of snow. I'm bracing for it. I'll keep you, I keep you tapped into yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, you might have to keep me abreast of the situation. Um, so are you gonna have to worry about shoveling out anywhere? I don't. Uh, I live in an apartment complex, so they they take care of that for me, thankfully. So I just got to worry about, you know, my own vehicle and taking everything. But it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, I was going to say, was that that count as the association fee or whatever the yeah. hell they charge? Yeah. Norm and a leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we just got to weather through it, right, and fight through it, and hopefully spring will be here. All right, so tonight, as I mentioned, light night on the docket. Uh, Lakers, Cavs. Nice contest. You know, you look at Cleveland, one of the best records at home in the NBA, 10 and one overall 15 and nine. Uh, they're laying five and a half. Uh, we saw what Davis did the other night. What was it? 44, 45. Everyone was chanting MVP, MVP, MVP. I mean, it's tough to get those night in and night out. But uh, what's your thoughts on uh, this uh, game tonight between uh, L.A. and Cleveland? Yeah, obviously, the storyline is anytime LeBron goes back to Cleveland, that's always exciting, right? You know, that's that's a part of his history. Right. And so that's always exciting. Um, can the Lakers defeat a team that is poised to make a deep Eastern Conference run? That's the storyline. Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavs are legit. Yeah. Uh, with that trio of, 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 of Mobley and uh, Darius Garland and Mitchell, even Jared Allen. Um, I know he's been hurt, but um, they've been showing improving this year and they have to deal with that backcourt. I'm interested to see how they handle that backcourt of Mitchell and Garland. It's going to be a test. Uh, you know, is it. I know you mentioned LeBron going back to Cleveland. Has that kind of lost its luster though? In, in some ways, I guess it has, you know, Cleveland has moved on. They're building their own situation right now yeah. and, and they're better they're, I mean, they're, they're a much improved team. They've gotten so much better over the years and they got their championship. Um, so, you know, in some sense, time with time, things, things sure. do lose its luster. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I'm pretty sure there's still, you know, a, a special thing whenever he comes back home um, that that will always be there. But the the luster won't be the same as like when he first left. Right. That's just it's just not going to happen. So um, but it's still interesting always to see him coming back, though. You like you like you like uh, the Cavs laying the number tonight at five oh, and a half. Sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah, I do as well. Um, you've got the Pistons and he and I mean, Detroit's going through. It's probably ultimately going to be one of their worst seasons right in franchise history i mean they're not even playing competitive they got one or two players i mean you can harken back to the old old 80s before they start to make their run and then you know there was a little bit in the mid 90s and the 2000s it's cynical we know that against miami uh, miami's trying to get their record back to 500 right now they sit 11 13 but detroit's a horrible road team at 2 and 11 uh, i think i talked a little bit about them with you last week i mean i, I would lean them a lot this year Miami's laying a touchdown, right? Miami's laying seven in this one. The total is 220. Uh, I, I don't know how you can go on the side of Detroit 
I mean, I just, you know, and I know the Heat have been banged up a little bit here and there with Jimmy Butler, yeah. but I still think they have enough horsepower uh, to cover that number. Yeah, they they, they have enough. Um, Butler's, Butler's back. I'm not sure if you paid attention to the Boston game um, when he hit the game. Crazy, unbelievable shots. And so you have a guy like Jimmy Butler, late game situations. Yep. I can't go against that, especially against the Detroit team that's so young and still learning how to win in, in this league. So Miami should handle that one. Then we close it out. Dallas, <clears throat> part of me traveling to Denver. Uh, not a bad record, again, for Dallas. A game over 500 at 12 and 11. Horrible on the road. I mean, that's kind of the theme with a lot of these teams thus far a month into the season. And then you got Denver, 14 and 9. They're legit, and they're laying four and a half. The total is 225 and a half. Yeah. Um, the thing with Dallas, you have Luka Doncic, so you have a chance, right? He can always go off and carry a team to victory. But I think we're seeing this year – are they leaning too much on him? When he, when are these guys like the Tim Hardaway juniors, the Spencer Dinwiddie's somebody has to step up on a consistent basis, right? Yep. Denver, they have, they have the Joker, but Jamal Murray is back. Right. And so I think Denver as a team top to bottom there, there's a continuity there that you can rely on on a consistent basis that I just don't see in Dallas right now. All right. Stack nine on Wednesday. I just want to highlight a couple of games that stand out. The only reason I'm bringing up the Clippers and the Magic, we talked how bad Detroit is. The Clippers are laying six tomorrow night on the road. Orlando, I mean, that, that's an, I mean, do you see any light at the end of the tunnel here with Orlando? Are we banking on that one rookie sensation? I mean, right now they're five and 24, nine at home. Yeah. I think Orlando's in that same Detroit situation, right? Where they're just trying to throw darts out of the yep. lottery wall. And hoping that one sticks. And they have nice pieces, right? Paulo, right? Great development piece. But is he that franchise guy? I think the jury's still out, right? To see if he's that number one guy you want to rely on. I think they're a couple of years away from making the right decisions and developing the guys. And so I think two, three years, maybe, when it comes to Orlando. They just seem so far away right now. Too many young guys still developing. You don't have that proven core just yet. They're still trying to figure that out. Outside of Von Carroll, Bull Bull is showing some promising things, right? Um, Markel Fultz came back and he had a pretty good game, but I think these guys are still trying to find themselves in this league. Talking about teams trying to still figure it out, you look at the Brooklyn Nets hosting the Hornets. Uh, the Nets right now, 13 and 12 Hornets come in lopsided record, 7 and 17. Brooklyn, I'm sure that number is going to close about 10, 10 and a half right now. Is at nine and a half. The total is 221 and a half. They've had some wins here and there. Again, yeah. it's always contingent upon, right? If it's Durant on the floor with Kyrie and then Simmons. And at this point, I just look at it as Durant and, and, and Kyrie, to be quite honest with you. I think if they try to continue the season with the mindset they're going to get any type of contributions from Simmons, they're kidding themselves. Well, Simmons, I guess he's out now with injuries. So it's like physically, mentally and physically, yep. it's going to be there, right? And so I think as people who have followed the Sixers and our Sixers fans, you know what the Ben Simmons experience is like, right? You just, the, the reliability just isn't there. Even when he's on the floor, <clears throat> right. him to produce how he needs to produce. And so it's going to be KD and Kyrie. And sometimes it may just be KD. You know, we know how the Kyrie experience is right all too well. And so I think with the Nets, they've proven that, you know, when it comes to beating, competing with the upper echelon teams of the East, they're not there yet. I mean, they no. played Boston the other night and Boston took care of that easily after sweeping them in the last, so they're five right. the last time they played each other. So Boston and, has proven that we're the better team. Yeah. And the Nets were going in uh, uh, with a little bit of a win streak and some momentum, and then they get humbled. But again, still Boston, it's right. it's Brown, Tatum. I mean, they're a different animal, right? Um, yeah. Atlanta goes into MSG. We know Trey Young loves to play in Madison Square Garden. The Knicks are laying two at home. They are so 
they're they're so hit or miss because I think last week when when we spoke and we were talking about you need production from Randall, he had a monster game last week. Brunson monster game. You know, Barrett gives them a little something. But they're just too inconsistent for my liking. And I know Atlanta's had some issues as well. And I know there's some disgruntledness, you know, with, with young missing practices or being late and, you know, showing a little bit of immaturity. Uh, this is kind of my look, but don't touch type of game. That's a, he said two points. That's a two point line. For, yeah. For, yeah. Mm. Right now it's in a two. I don't trust the Knicks Q. Either do I. I, I mean, either they do beat, I. They beat Cleveland on Sunday, which is a very good win, right? But you had two losses prior to that. You lose to a port. You, you I mean, there's a loss against Portland. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, it's just a tough team to pinpoint, right? Like when Brunson's on point, when Randall's on point, when RJ Barrett is, and you know, really on point, like you can see, you can see the vision, right? You can see where this could be. This can be a playoff team, but it's just not clicking on a consistent basis for whatever reason that is. No, it's not. And I don't even know if the message is falling on deaf ears with the head coach. <clears throat> and like I said, they don't really have a uh, ton of production coming off uh, the bench. Two more, then I want to get to your Sixers. The Warriors traveling to Utah. I had this conversation with someone the other day about the Warriors, and I was like, listen, hold on a second. I get get where you're going with this, where they can just kind of turn it on and turn it off. But for a team that has arguably, we'll say two of the top 15 players, Mm -hmm. in Curry and Thompson, right? Two potential, well, definitely Hall of Famers, whatever. Uh, They stink on the road. They're 2-10. and And the Jazz, they're not a bad team at home, 9-4. and It's interesting. I think this is kind of recency bias and the names on the back of the jersey, but Golden State's on the road laying two. Yeah, and Utah, you know, they've sort of fallen back down to earth a little bit, but they're still a team that plays pretty tough. They have a bunch of guys that can give you double digits on any given night. Like, that's what makes them so – they may not have the guy that can give you 25 and 30, but they have the guys that can give you 15 to 20 a night. Right. And so that's what makes them such a tough team to challenge. And they play so well together with Golden State. It's just not clicking on a consistent basis. Like they lose to an Indiana team a second round pick, Andrew Nimard, who's been a surprise rookie this year, dropped 30 on them. Right. And so there are things that we're seeing with Golden State this year that we've never seen before during this era of basketball. Right. Like the miscues, the miscommunication, um, Clay Thompson struggling to find his shot. Right things that we've never even could have imagined during this Golden State yep. run that we're seeing this year. Um, and like you said, you you can't just expect them to click it, you know, I, I, the switch turn. Like you have, there has to be a consistent effort leading into that postseason push. And, um, you know, they have a Steph Curry who's an MVP candidate, but still they, he has to have some help. There has to be more to that. The Kamingas, Moses Moody, Jordan Poole, they have to take that next step. And I think that right there is what's holding this unit back because clay thompson isn't the same clay thompson he's not so you just have to that that's just the reality of the situation so those younger guys there has to be a more consistent effort when it comes to them that's a great point our nba insider jonathan marshall joining us tuesday edition of byp rich kion is here at rich kion q don't forget everything up on the youtube channel uh again you can just check us out rich kion q youtube a lot of subscribers a lot of views over the last several months certainly appreciate it uh and our bets and our thoughts from our good friends over at spooky express as well so i I think the marquee game that i'm going to be glued to tomorrow night the celtics and the suns because this might be a nba finals or at least maybe an early season nba finals preview boston's favorite 
It's minus 115. That's where the odds sit on the money line, minus 110 um, on DraftKings. And I saw the spreads right around one or two. Mm. You know, look, at the end of the day, it's probably going to close with Phoenix, a Mm. um, point dog at home. Um, But here's a couple of things. So we'll talk about the game within the game. But from a money line, from a trend standpoint, the Suns have covered the money line in 11 of their last 12. In the last five of nine away games, they have not covered the money line bet. And then you start to look at the point spreads and the trends in this one. Phoenix has hit the point spread in nine of their last 12 home games. We know how good Boston is at home, but they're going to be traveling on the road in this one. The Boston Celtics have not covered the point spread in five of their last nine away games. But I say to you, Sometimes you kind of throw that out the window because right now the one-two punch of Tatum and Brown, and then you throw Smart into the mix. Mm. I, I just think they're too much. This is a tough matchup. Boston's <clears throat> in the middle of a six-game road trip. Um, they're 2-0 and so far, wins at Brooklyn and wins at Toronto uh, last night. Um, a great home team, as you, as you mentioned, but yeah. I still think as much as, like, you know how I feel about Phoenix, I, I think you know. Um, great regular season team. When it think, comes yeah, down, but they fold in the playoffs. They fold, right? Um, yeah. Luca did it to him again last night. <laughs> Luca just has something over them. That's all another conversation. But I, you mentioned the two Jays, Jason and, and Jalen and Marcus Smart. But this bench for Boston, with with Malcolm Brogdon, Sam Hauser, Luke Cornett, um, Grant Williams has been playing well. Derek White is more comfortable. You know, he, he was an off, he was a in season acquisition, but now he's fully comfortable in that <laughs> system. Um, I think Boston has a little bit more firepower with, than Phoenix um, right now. And so I would give the edge to Boston, even though they're in the middle of a tough road stretch. But I'll, I'll say Boston goes 3-0 and on their road trip. But that kind of separates you from really being the good to the great teams, right? I mean, you can yeah. argue right now there's two teams in the Eastern Conference, Boston yeah. and Milwaukee, right? And I know Giannis is banged up here and there, but when he's on the floor, they're so tough to beat. I think the Western Conference, you have a little more – Wiggle room. I mean, think about Portland jumped out of the gate. Sacramento had that long run. They've yeah. come back down to earth. Yeah. You know, you still got Denver and Memphis, um, you know, uh, Golden State, Phoenix. So uh, let me let me let me get in your sixers for a second. Um, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> well, you have to because I think it just might be time, man. I think it might be time that you look at the head coach and it's just not working out. I mean, I heard, you know, I watched the other night. Uh, that's a bad loss, man, because Houston stinks. And I understand the Sixers are under man, but you don't lose a game like that. I mean, you, you bring back James Harden. Uh, he returns after 14 games. You know, talk about the sloppiness, committed 34 fouls, right? Uh, and beat fouled out in overtime. Yeah, 19 turnovers. So it, it harkens back to the Brett Brown days where we're going to go uh, star hunting, right? You can't turn the ball over like that. It was an ugly night. Those nights, and I know what people are going to say, I can't friggin' stand when I hear jackasses say, well, you know what? A loss in December and January means nothing. In fa-. Yeah, it does. It really does because it's like an alarming trend and it can spiral. And then when you have Harding who comes back and says, yeah, you know what? The way he was kind of allocating minutes when I was out there is kind of goofy. Like yeah. it sounds like he doesn't doc got punched in the face and he doesn't have a plan. Yeah. Um, this team with their, their 12 and 12, I guess the old saying you are what your record says you are right. That the old, the old <laughs> there are 500, 12 wins, 12 losses. This team is all over the place. 
right? You don't, you can't count on them on any given night. I don't know which Sixers team is going to show up. I don't know if they're going to be able to, they beat a Brooklyn Nets team without their main guys. And then they lose to a Houston Rockets squad with Harris, with Harden, with Embiid. And that just shows you why they are where they are right now. And I think you got to look at the head coaching. Why, why isn't this team prepared with a team like Houston with talent, but they don't know how to win in this. They're still learning, right? This is still a team development. They're not proven yet. That should be a cakewalk. It should be a cakewalk regardless. It should be a cakewalk on any given night. And so you got to look at the head coach. You got to look at Doc. I mean, Doc's history outside of that Celtics championship, there are some people who question it. I mean, let's just be honest with it. That's just what he did with that Clipper squad. Like, given the talent versus where they went, it's just not adding up. No. And it's the same situation here in Philly. You got to look at Doc number one. But this team, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a Sixers fan. And I said, look, beyond this year, they're a couple years away, if not a year away from thinking about tearing this thing down. That's like what just, that's what I told you last it. night. To yeah. me, that's why yeah. it's shut. I'm sorry. Yeah. The window is shut. You're not getting yeah. past Boston. You're not getting past Milwaukee. Hell, yeah. you might not even get past Cleveland yeah. if you meet them in the playoffs. And you might sit there and say, well, the void of talent and they're playing with whoever they can throw out there. Last night I'm watching is I'm saying PJ Tucker, what the hell? Like, <laughs> what do you do, man? You got uh uh KJ Martin and I yeah. think uh the kid um uh uh Eason who who just yeah. were so athletic last night. I'm like, yeah. what what are you doing? It you know, foul trouble early, it was ugly. Um they're wasting Embiid's prime years. See, that's the problem because he's never gonna give you a full healthy season and that's okay you want him for 65 70 then you get them rested up for the playoffs i get it but you also have to have some type of synergy some type of cohesiveness on the floor uh i mean come on i i it's just even like with harden i give him a pass because he just came off a long layoff but he played well last night you see the impact when he's on the floor but what james harden is going to show up in the spring Exactly. So turnovers, sloppiness, fouls, poor shot selection. Where do you lay the blame? Isn't that the head coach? It has to be. It has to be. Why aren't these guys ready? Um, and I think the way what we've seen so far, then for another second round exit, which which is what we've seen for how long now? Right. <laughs> it's like the second round. You can't get over that second round hump. There was the one year against Toronto. But that was, you know, that was just that one outlier year. But besides that, We've been accustomed to these early exits, these huge letdowns. We saw it against the Atlanta series. That was a huge letdown. Yeah. They're poised for another one. As hard as it may seem to believe with that, you look at that roster, you, you should be you should be playing way better than what they're putting out there. But with the inconsistency in performance, you have to go to the head coach. And why aren't these guys ready to perform on a nightly basis, especially against the Houston team? Like you should, it shouldn't take two over. Th- they struggled. Like they took them to two overtimes. Like they struggled in that game to like get out of there. Yeah, that's a tanking team, as you yeah. mentioned, but has talent, but they're right. still tanking. Right. But they're six and 17. The Sixers, what do you do? Let me jump on them early. They go on a 10 0 run. So that's your best case scenario. I get it. It's the NBA, man. Even bad teams go on a run. Mm-hmm. But oh my God, the shot selection, they're not boxing out, the turnovers, the bad shot selection, the turnovers, the just come on. I mean, you just. How long are they going to keep riding Embiid, right? Mm-hmm. How, how long can you sit there and say, hey, big man, go out there and give me 35 points in 30 minutes every single solitary night? It's, yeah. not, it's not sustainable. Right. It's not. 
a lot of, and I, I can speak to this myself, but I've seen Sixers fans on Twitter saying, look, it's not fun to watch this team. It's just not fun. No. Um, just the brand of basketball and just watching the energy out there. Sometimes just like, what do like, what's going on? Um, there's, there's something, something's not clicking on it. Something's not clicking. And it, it, it shouldn't be this way with that roster. It shouldn't be that way. It but what do you be. make of James Harden basically coming out and questioning how his minutes were allocated? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a guy who's like, look, does Doc know what he's doing? Like when, I'm, when your point guard is questioning you, like what's going on, that's not a good look. That is not a good look. It is you got to think is like you talk, talked about the Knicks situation is Doc's voice. How much say the like how much power is that having that locker room all of a sudden? Like I don't know. I don't, I don't. He said, "quote Way too many opportunities. We didn't execute down the stretch on either end. Just a really disappointing loss." Um, okay, well, <laughs> you're the head coach. Like, got to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> because I hear people say you don't really need coaching in the NBA, but yet when you have a bad loss, you want to blame the coach. You can't have it both ways. Coaching makes a difference. Well, you, the Utah head coach, Will Wade, he's making a difference out there. Like coaching comes along. When you see the way Utah plays, that's a unified, like that. that's a cohesion that is missing in Philly. And that's coaching. Do you think they need a coaching change in Philly or they're just, it's, I, not, it's one of these years where chalk it up again, the inconsistency, the injuries, you know, you lose some good players in Maxi and, and, and Harden. You're still dealing with, you know, that contract from Harris and some B-roll players. Uh, I think I think a change is needed. When you have the talent and there's just – you're watching this team play and there's – it just seems to be lifeless a lot of times, like a lot. Um, and even James Harden's questioning how minutes are allocated. Um, you got you got to question it. I just I can't watch certain teams and say, look, I can see where this team is going. There's a there's 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 a chemistry to it. Yep. There's just I look at what, like I said, Will Hardy uh, in Utah, what he's doing with that with that roster. Like it just you can see you can see the coaching and how guys are responding to him, how guys are emboldened and confident out there. You know, like I just don't see it with this team. I don't see it on a consistent enough basis. Like I just I just don't. If Will Hardy or another Joe Missoula in Boston, like you can say, okay, Missoula has some great talented guys, yeah. but Missoula has those guys ready to play. Will Hardy in Utah has those guys ready to play on a nightly yep. basis. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Jonathan Marshall joining us, our NBA insider, sports reporter, anchor at WMUR up there near the Boston area. All right, <laughs> I'll give you 30 seconds to uh, tell me how bad the Eagles are going to absolutely annihilate. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's not even going to be fair, to be quite honest with you. Is there any, I mean, I'm hoping maybe buses break down or stuff like that. <laughs> it's a rivalry game. You never know. Come on, man. No. Listen, I just find it funny. Just weeks, weeks ago, people were saying, oh, the Eagles defense, their run defense is leaking. What do we they do with Derrick Henry? Shut them down. Listen, listen, I'm not, I don't say who you beat on the schedule. They thump Tennessee and Tennessee turns around and you can say because of it fires their GM uh, today. The, the Giants don't have the horses, man. They don't. Their secondary's banged up. I, I I never expected when the season started. I said, "Get me meaningful football yeah. up until Halloween." You got which it, which is pathetic. But you got it. And I would take six or seven right. And what I'm going to get come Sunday is a game that's going to be overrun by friggin' Philly fans <laughs> at MetLife and an Eagles team that's favored by seven eight. That's probably going to win. That I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the record right now. AJ Brown, 
that game against the Giants Sunday is going to remind me the first game that Owens played with oh. the Eagles against the Giants. I think he had three touchdown receptions. I that game. It, I this has the makings of a 35 to 13 type of game. I've been waiting for this, Q. I, I want Daniel Jones. We're licking our chops. I promise you. I'm, That's not nice. This might be the game where we, where, where the Giants are like, yeah, he's definitely not our guy. I want that to be the game where you guys decide to get off that mid-quarterback play where, and get something better. Because you where guys deserve nasty, better. Where is this nastiness coming from, this vial? <laughs> I just, Daniel Jones, you guys can do better. <laughs> I don't know about that. You guys could do better. They gotta. You, you can't. You don't want to be a franchise that keeps drafting quarterback after quarterback after. That's quarterback, true. And it's like an endless rudder. And then you're how Jacksonville was for years, and Cincinnati and Cleveland, uh, you know the Jets, all these hits. I mean, misses, 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 misses for a hit. No, I'll ride it out with Jones this year. I don't I mean, have a problem year, with it. Yes, this year, yes. Uh, but you can't just keep beating up Saquon, though. You can't. You just can't keep using. I think him. he's playing hurt. That's what I'm saying. It's just, yeah. and he hasn't been. Break. He had that big game against the Houston Texans for like a buck fifty-two and yeah. thirty something odd carries, and he hasn't been the same running back. So it's just you gotta give him some help. He's too good to just be breaking down like this this early. No, well, like I said, next week it'll be an ugly segment between us. Um, you never know. You never know. It's a it's NFC East matchup. I've seen crazier things. You've seen uh, crazier things. All too. right, yeah. Know. To your to from your lips to uh, ears, <laughs> my friend. All right. Hi, uh, Jonathan. I appreciate you, pal. Keep up the great work. We'll talk next week. We'll get this up on the site and tweet it out and post it, but always appreciate a couple moments, pal. All right, you take it easy. All right, there you have it. So there's our guy, Jonathan Marshall, doing a great job, as always, hanging out with us for a couple moments. Tuesday edition of BYP. Let me tell you real quick about some of the good affiliate programs with Spooky Express. My bookie, 50% free play up to 1,000. You also get casino chips. They're available. You use the promo code SPOOKY. Bet online, the longest tenured online sports book. You can get a hundred percent sign up bonus right now. Crypto only. Uh, some of the key features that they have: mobile experience, highest credit card acceptance rate, fastest payouts. I mean, if you're a gambler and better, you gotta love that. Hundred percent Bitcoin bonus, twenty dollars in free sports bet, hundred percent casino bonus, twenty five lifetime bonus on all. Uh, reloads, if you will, and a 7% reboot with horse racing. So definitely check out all the great affiliate promos from uh, SpookyExpress.com. They've got a bunch of stuff, even BetDSI as well. No, their sports book has the reputation these guys have. 200% initial bonus when you open up an account, promo code Spooky200. All right, appreciate everyone tuning into a Tuesday edition of BYP. Check us out on Twitter at RichQ on QIG, Facebook, and of course the YouTube channel, RichQ on Q. Uh, later in the week, we'll talk a little NFL with Lloyd Vance and also reminding you guys 27 and Q with the big man, two time Super Bowl champ Brandon Jacobs will be later in the week and that'll be out on our YouTube channel and all the podcasting platforms Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, you name it, we got it. That's where we'll be. And as we always like to say, if you say it, you play it. And if you play it, you're going to back it. You're eventually going to stack it. Thanks for tuning in to a Tuesday edition of BYP. I'm Rich Canunas. We'll talk to you on Wednesday.